Hello there. So I'm back with the next review in the Royal Rumble review series now. I'm jumping forward. I did 1992 yesterday. I've now going forward a few years to 1996 now. This one's nowhere near as remembered fondly in the grand scheme of things as uh, the 92 one, which I reviewed yesterday, like one of the historic rumbles. But, you know, it's one I'm kind of fond of. I do have my good memories of it. Uh, it's the time I really started watching WWF as it was at the time, probably full time around about about 1996. Was it? Uh, I'd, I'd seen other like events, videos. It was a big Hulk Hogan fan and things like that before that. But that's when my family got Sky TV, so I was able to watch it properly all the time, not just on videos. And I could able to watch it every week, and uh, we didn't have to pay for the pay per view as well. It was on Sky Sports, which was very good. So Royal Rumble 96 was the first uh, one I was able to watch on TV. As uh, So it's fun going back revisiting it. So the event itself got, kicks off with Ahmed Johnson versus Jeff Janet. Uh, Johnson wins by the squalification. Match itself's fine, bit of an odd decision. I mean, it's a good visual. You've got when Jeff Jarrett hits Ahmed with a guitar. But, you know, it's an odd decision here because there was Ahmed Johnson was somebody who they had big hopes for. And you would think you would give him a dominant win here on the pay-per-view. Uh, and plus as well, he would go on to become the Intercontinental Champion by King of the Ring this year. And the Jeff Jarrett, I think, left the company not long after this. So you would think a dominant win for Johnson would have made more sense in the grand scheme of things. But that's just all right. Nothing spectacular anything. Up next, tag titles. Smoking Guns defend against the Body Donners. <laughs> the Body Donners team. Uh, the team itself, kind of nothing. But... Uh, Sonny, that's brought, what brought Sonny in the WWF. This, if you've ever heard this review or any other ones, any reviews I tend to do around about 1996, if Sonny's in it, you'll end, I'll always look back with that little pang of nostalgia. So, there you go. But uh, yeah, the match itself's fine. It's all right, smoking guns retain. Later in the year, of course, Sonny would go off with the smoking the guns and become my favourite era, Sonny, when she was a little cowgirl as well. That was so good. Ah, sunny days indeed. Here you have it. Anyway, I digress. Match is alright though. Uh, the thing that people who really get going though after this when you've got a gold dust versus Razor Ramon for the Intercontinental title. And uh, this was a really damn good match actually. It's uh, Gold Dust wins the belt after a one, two, three kid interferes he was shooting with Razor Ramon at the time. This was really good. Um yeah, um Gold Dust as well. This was one of those characters where they were they were still firmly PG, they were still firmly in the kiddie era at this point, but this was a character when they were figuring it out a little bit and starting to push the boundaries a little bit, making people feel uncomfortable, and it worked. This was, 96 was the best year, I would say, of Dustin Rhodes' career. Absolutely fantastic. Character came in at 95, but he really started to morph and get going in 96, and he'd have a great year, and this would be the start of it, the launching pad for it, winning the Intercontinental title of a big star like Razor Ramon, really good match, everything about this, top drawer, top drawer, and of course he'd go on to WrestleMania with that infamous uh, backlog, Hollywood backlog brawl with Roddy Piper, which was awesome, but uh, hopefully if I do the WrestleMania review series, there'll be more on that in the next couple of months, but this was really damn good. Really damn good. Up next was the Rumble match itself. So it didn't main event this time, but uh, the, the Rumble match itself, I uh, really enjoyed it. A lot of fun here. Funny enough, interesting to notice that one Hunter Hearst Helmsley is number one here. I think he lasts about 48 minutes, so he kind of gets the Iron Man position because they weren't quite ready to push him yet. And of course, they 
made him eat shit as well after the curtain call thing a few months after this in 96 but you know good stuff here uh, this is kind of what you need to do to build someone up put them in the number one spot and have them do the iron man so yeah good stuff here one of the other things that's really noticeable here, I'm not sure if this was his full debut or not, I can't quite remember, but Vader in this match, fantastic, made a real, real impact, it's the first time I ever remember seeing him, definitely made a real impact here, and as Vader and Yokozuna were both in Camp Cornet, but they start fighting during the match, and Jim Cornet's beside himself, of course Shawn Michaels comes in, eliminates both of them, uh, which was a great moment as well, and then Vader goes apeshit, comes back in and eliminates everyone, but the rules were different then, because... He actually does throw Shawn Michaels over the top rope and quite a few other people, but these eliminations didn't count because he'd already been eliminated. Although in future years, people would get eliminated by folk who have been eliminated before. So, ah oh well, whatever it is what it is. But Vader made a real, uh, a real impact here. So 96 was a strong year for Vader, but I've touched on that before in previous past reviews, especially at SummerSlam. Dropped the ball a bit on that guy. Ah oh well. Anyway, uh, this year, uh, anyway, Shawn Michaels wins. Finish is really good. Uh, Diesel's eliminated. I think it's Karma. And then he has his back turn. But then Sweet Chin Music's over the top rope. Shawn wins. Diesel comes back in, puts his hand up as if he's about to beat Shawn Michaels up. But then he opens up for the high five because there were still two dudes with attitude. I think they were called then. Uh, good stuff. So Shawn wins his second Royal Rumble in a row. Uh, and yeah, he's on his way to his crowning moment with Bret Hart at WrestleMania 12. So. There you go. Fun rumble. I enjoyed it. It doesn't get the love that the 92 one does, for example, but, you know, it was fun. I enjoyed it. it doesn't have the historical significance, but, you know, I enjoyed it nonetheless. Uh, and anyway, the main event here was also a really damn good Bret Hart versus Undertaker for the WWF title. Bret Hart defending the belt against Undertaker here. Excellent match, really enjoyable. Not quite as good as the what they would go on to have an absolute classic at SummerSlam '97. I'm still possibly putting that as the best SummerSlam main event ever, to be honest. But this was great here. Really excellent match. Undertaker tombstones Brett, but Diesel pulls the referee out before he can make the count, so Brett gets disqualified but keeps the title. This was really good, and this is one of those ones where the DQ finish honestly worked really well. It set up a lot. I know people would piss and moan about it nowadays, but that this actually worked really well. It set the table perfectly for Undertaker Diesel, because Diesel was upset Undertaker was getting the title shot after Diesel lost the belt at Survivor Series 95. He believes it should have been him. So there you go, and eventually we get off to Undertaker Diesel at WrestleMania 12, which was pretty awesome, let's be real. So... All in all, big thumbs up for the show. Um, I believe this is on the free tier of the network at the moment. I did notice that on here. I, I just watched sort of an edited highlights thing of it. You can go back and watch it in the free tier. Worth a watch, if you, especially if you've never seen it. It's fun. It'll go back. To, I did enjoy going back to it. So I was kind of had a little fondness for it, a little bit of childhood nostalgia for it, and I enjoyed it. So that was good. Uh, yeah, 96 was quite a year. You've noticed as well with my retro my throwback reviews quite often, I'll go back to 96 quite a lot. And I'll talk about it quite glowingly. And funny enough, it wasn't a great year for business. I mean, the attendance for this was, was less than 10,000. And apparently this was one of the, the, the buy rate was pretty poor for this. So, but WWF, I've never really seen WWF in 1995. And people hate on it. And I don't really want to go back and watch it, to be honest. It sounds pretty shit. And any highlights I ever see sounds pretty shit. But 96 was a year that I actually enjoyed quite a bit. And it is. And even, you talk about nostalgia goggles. Even when I go back... 
it has its flaws, but I do enjoy it though when I go back and watch it. But they weren't quite getting the, the, to where they needed to be, but the wheels started to turn before what we would get in 97 would really be when they'd really get it. But 96 was an important year, a stabilizing year nonetheless for the company. And there you have it. Uh, speaking of 97, the next Royal Rumble I'll be doing will be the 1997 Royal Rumble, following enough, which had way more than 10,000 because they held it in the Alamo Dome in Texas. So uh, I'll look forward to that review. So uh, thank you ever so much for listening and goodbye.